Hello and welcome back to the Unqualified Huddle. We're back, we're refreshed, we're back in football mode. Oh, no, I'm getting some dodgy looks, we're not refreshed. No, no, Two of us are still suffering with a cold, which they've picked up. Me, I'm fine, I'm, I'm excited, we're good. You know, I'm ready to I'm ready to get back to the NFL season. Like, how long have <laughs> we got left? It's just started. Two, <laughs> 200 days. I saw a tweet from Scott Hansen, the legend himself. 200 days until NFL Red Zone returns. Oh, God. That, that's depressing. But in the meantime, we've got other football to watch. XFL, that's restarted. Did you guys watch any of it? I saw Josh Gordon's touchdown. And I was like, <laughs> get this man in the NFL again. <laughs> of course you did. I mean, I've seen some clips here and there, but no, I'm not watching the Spring League. And there's two <laughs> of them now, the USFL, the XFL. I'm not watching them. No, I, I, I've seen some highlights on, on the YouTube. Um, but aside from that, I've not really, I'm not really that interested. Like, I, I appreciate what it is. It gives, it gives players another opportunity to try and make their name for themselves, get some of back into the NFL. But also, I've only just finished watching the NFL. I don't really need to continue. I need a break. Like, well, I thought you said you were looking yeah. at the football again. <laughs> that's true. And uh, you need a break, yeah, we're here talking about the NFL. I know. But like, I, what I mean is, look, they could have put it a month later. They could have started it in March rather than starting in February. Give it a bit of a longer break. People might have a bit more interest. You know, the NFL's just finished. I don't know. They make the decision. But, you know, that's it. I tell you someone though who isn't looking forward to the 2023 season because he won't be playing in it is my guy Alvin Kamara. Is he still your guy? Ah, while he's a saint, I guess technically he's my guy. Still doesn't have to be your guy. I mean, if Sean Watson was a saint, would you would he still be your guy? I, I wouldn't be a Saints fan, so okay. you know, right. you know um, yeah, I, like more more videos have come out against the the charges. Um, it's not a good look for him, essentially, is it? And really, we're expecting, I know it's quite early in the process, what, six-game suspension, and he should count himself very lucky if that's all he gets. And Chris yeah. Lamons is also in that video. He's now of the Cincinnati Bengals, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, um, and is also part of that unfortunate incident. There, there's incident. another guy as well whose name I don't remember. I swear well, I there's Alvin and Chris. Basically. Who knows? Who knows? It, I mean, the end of the day is he's likely to not play, like you say, for the first six games. Maybe more, to be honest, because he might. I mean, technically, if he wasn't an NFL star, would he not get prison time? So uh, could uh, he miss it due to prison time? Uh, as long as there's charges, then he could. Yeah. Yeah, and if he's found, you know, to guilty on these alleged. Uh, accusations. <laughs> we need to uh, just clarify that. Um, we, do, we don't want, like, hard, you know, it's hard to call it allegedly when there's literally a video. Wow. Well, well, have have you heard about Brett Favre, like, uh, <laughs> suing, <laughs> suing, suing Pat, Pat McAfee, yeah. And, and we're nearly on Pat McAfee's level, I would like to think. Um, but yeah, like, this is, this isn't a good look. Uh, if he mm-hmm. wasn't as good of a player he, as he is right now, he would probably be out of the league. Yeah. 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 And Chris Lamons is one of them. You think, oh, is he, is he done now because of this? Uh, but the, with video evidence and video circulation for the general public, it generally does carry a bigger penalty a, in the in the eye of the team. Um, well, well, that's what the NFL looks for, right? You look back at like mm. Ray Rice. 
nothing would have happened if not for that if video. It was, if it wasn't on camera, yeah, for sure. Like, if it wasn't on camera, him beating his, was it wife uh, or girlfriend, I forget. But if it wasn't on camera and dragging her back into a list, like, he he would be all right because then he could just say, yeah, we had, a, had an incident, but there's nothing to show what the incident actually it, was. It's that perception, yeah. It's that perception. Yeah. The NFL um, might know Harry that. Hill, Tyreek Hill's had stuff in his past that the charges yeah. would, I think, dropped. But the NFL um, might know about these things. It's just swept under the rug unless there's a public outrage. It's that yeah. perception, yeah. And I, I can see this coming down hard on him. Like, and I can see them coming down hard on him more so because he doesn't seem very apologetic about the situation. Like, he doesn't seem... In, a, in some sense, he doesn't... My perception of it is it doesn't seem that he thinks he's done anything wrong. Like, that's, that's the outcome I got from it before, before it came to this point. And that's what I'm I'm still feeling this like he feels he was just protecting his guy. Like he was he was watching out for his boys. And you know, that's not the case. But that's my opinion of it. And I just wanna you know, I'm not advocating for any any silent story. Whatever it is, that's and, allegedly And one other thing, whenever there's any suspension talk, the NFL now will always be comparing it. Everyone will always be comparing it to Deshaun Watson's uh suspension because Deshaun Watson got how many? Ten. Um, yeah, I I just remembered that. Yeah, that's a good point. So Kamara's looking at what? One, two, like a quarter, a quarter maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a half. A half. I mean, the the weird thing is with how the NFL does the suspensions, we literally have no clue. There's no. No. There's, there's, no, there's no consistency in punishment. No. But anyway, let's talk about some better news. Um, Eric Bieni. The enemy, I'll get his name right. Eric, the enemy, um, is now having a chance to go solo. He's... We, you just said, let's talk about better news. Think about our Washington listeners right now. <laughs> Think about them. Nah, like, nah, don't, no, don't, no. don't do it like that. Don't, don't do you know like where that. I stand on this. Here's going to be another Matt Nagy. Here's going to go back to Kansas City and be like, take me on again. I'll, I'll be a sidekick again. <laughs> please please no, let me come no, home, no, Daddy. No, I, I tried to do it myself. I can't. Chan, OC is completely different to a head coach. I think they do a ter- tremendous job with Washington. The bar is low. If it fails, well, Ron Rivera's fault, quarterback's fault, because Sam Howell's got to be their starter. If he does well, he'll finally get some respect. Um, because the last two head coaches coming from Kansas City's OC, Doug Pedersen and Matt Nagy, I don't think called plays in Kansas City. Eric Bieniemy's not had the same level of respect, so it's he had to do it. He's been working on one-year deals in Kansas City. I mean, at some point, he, he needs to go and challenge himself if he wants to be a head coach, which he clearly but, does. This isn't the situation for me to go to, though. I feel like commanders, they they looked decent last year, and like Riverboat Ron is always consistent. But it's it's a messy situation where you've got Wentz there still. Somehow... Wentz is in the, the star. Sam Howell's already no. been named the star. Yeah, but you've still got Wentz in the background who you're paying a lot of money to to be essentially a backup for now, yeah. And, like, I don't know what the situation with Heineke is there, but, like, it, it, the offense has always been a little bit skew-riff. I mean, they've got some nice pieces. Like, you know, I know Shannon's boy Taylor McLaurin's there. Terry McLaurin, sorry, is there. I know they've got, um, was it Corey Davis? Yeah, Johan Dotson looks good. Uh, was it Corey Davis? Not Corey Davis. <laughs> Terry Samuel. Kurt Samuel. Kurt they've Samuel, got Kurt yeah. Samuel as well. And then you've got Brian Thomas, Robinson. Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Brian Robinson and uh, Antonio Gibson. Like, 
McKissick. I I I feel like this is right for Eric Bieniemy to get credibility if he even does a good job here, even an average job with that team because but, they're not used to it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like this, yeah, in one way, it is a great place for him because this team is talented on the offensive side, aside from mm. quarterback. He um, becomes instantly head coach of offense. But there's a, yeah. I don't get why he's not got a job. Like we talked about it before, but Andy Reid's a big fan of his. But then why does he keep getting one year deals? Why does no one want to hire him as a head coach? There must be something to it. I yeah, agree, maybe he I doesn't do well in interviews. Maybe he's a terrible, nah, terrible. Nah, interview. there's more. There's more than that. Because even even if he didn't do well at interviews, at the end of the day, he's got the credibility of being on like winning two Super Bowls at Kansas City as the offensive coordinator. Now, like he's got his run as the offensive coordinator. The problem is, it's how much weight does having an offensive coordinator role with like a um, a guy with Andy Reid there who does the offensive coordinator, like he does the role for you. That's that's the issue here. The enemy doesn't Andy do the role. Yeah, he runs the meetings. Yeah. He runs every, literally everything, and it's, he even calls the players. So it's the same 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 situation in New Orleans and uh, Pete Carmichael. Like Pete yeah. Carmichael would never have got a job anywhere else because Pete Carmichael has never called players. Like he did it one season, which is poor, and then he did it again last season and it was worse. I mean, so, terrible quarterback. Like that's the problem. People have to think about those. But this is why I think Eric Bieniemy has made the perfect decision to go and be another OC elsewhere. Sam he Howell, though. He has to. I, I get it. Like, this, like, he's probably desperate for a gig, and, like, this came mm. up. And, again, he has to be in a place where there's not an offensive head coach. So, I don't, I don't hate him taking this job. It's, it's probably, the, probably the best place that he could have Sam got. Howell. He's tied to Sam Howell now. Like, no, yeah. he isn't. That's the thing. He isn't tied. For this year, though. For this year, For this is. year. And that's what makes it such a good job for him. Because if it works, it is wonderful. If it doesn't, it's Sam Howell. What about like and River... if, if if Riverboat Ron loses his job, guess who's it becomes the head coach? <laughs> that, that's what exactly what I was going to say. Like yeah. Riverboat Ron is on, on the hot seat, like one of the hottest seats there is in the NFL. Is and... it? Is he the hottest seat? I don't know if he's yeah. the hottest seat. He's been underachieving. Uh, I don't know if he's been underachieving. He I hasn't mean, achieved there's... anything there, and he's been there for a long time. Has he been there for a long? I thought he's only been there like two years, three years. No, 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 no. Let, let's, uh, let's, you guys let's carry on. Ahead. I'm just doing this double check. I mean, uh, I, I, it, it is right. He's in prime position to become an interim head coach while they finish out a season, and then he can show what he could do as head coach. Doesn't work out for everyone though. Steve Wilkes, for example, had a yeah. great end of year as head, interim head coach, and still I, isn't a head coach. I won't be surprised though that if uh, Washington have hired him on the basis of this on the back of their minds, they know yeah. Rivera's under the hot seat and they're like, maybe we, if BNM does well, we can promote him. Yeah, yeah. But let's, let's uh, while Shaman will try to find out how long... Yeah, I mean, he's done three years now. He's done three seasons there. Yeah. But that, that's what I said. That's, I'm right, you're wrong. That's all we're going to have at, like, at the end of that. Well, he's still on. not achieved anything, man. And it's about time he finds a quarterback that works. Well, let, let's move on and talk about another team in the AFC who is clearing house, and I think really smartly clearing house, Tennessee Titans. They've just released four uh, players, Taylor Luan, Robert Woods, Randy Bullock, and Zach Cunningham. Um, and I think it's a smart move because realistically they're in a, a sort of a rebuild mode whereby they got rid of their best all-worldly player in AJ Brown shipped him off um, under the previous GM yeah 
end of the previous game, yeah. But then there's other needs that they have to address, which they, you know, now they're trying to clear some cap space for. You know, Taylor Lewan, very he hasn't played much, and when he did play, his play was poor. And that's right. the reason he became he became an obvious cut. Um, they need a tackle though. They need a left tackle badly. They um, need lots of stuff. <laughs> Not just a left tackle. They need stuff across the board. But as a premium, their wide receiver, one of them, Robert Woods, like you mentioned, he was cut. Yeah. He was he was he led the team in receiving yards, and it only yeah, five hundred odd. Traylon Burks looks good there. Yeah, yeah Traylon Burks, Burks looks okay. Piece. But they need more. They need a they need a left tackle. They need to know what. Realistically, they need a direction on who's their quarterback. It's like well, it's not full rebuild. It's like a retool with them. I feel. Well, no, because you, you look at the defensive side of the ball. I know they've just like it's just that Cullinan that's gone off the board. But overall, their defense is underwhelming. I know they've got Bud Dupree there and um, Harold Landry and stuff. And Jer- like, Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, Harold Landry didn't play much last no, year. No, no, because he was injured. That's fair. But did Bud Dupree stand out for you? They spent a lot of money getting him in. No. Did Jeffrey no. Simmons really stand out for you last year? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. no I think he's a superstar. He's just got a he's, name. He's no, he's name. one of the few Titans no. players who no. shone last year. Yeah, and he's one of the few Titans players who's absolutely game-changing. And the, and uh, the def- defensive back, uh, the defensive back, like safety, cornerback. Kev- like, Ke- Kevin Bayard. Bayard. Yeah, but outside I mean, of Bayard, who else have they got? Their cornerbacks, Christian Fulton, their first round pick, has not played to that level really. Yeah, it's, they've got, got uh, developed. They've got Farley, Caleb, Caleb Farley, who I he's like. He's not worked out. He's the guy who's not worked out so far. So, so no, I haven't him a bus yet. Though. I no, there's two first round picks though, cornerback. I appreciate that they. I appreciate that they have got some talented players still on their team, but. I still think they need a lot of work to to try and the the lucky thing they've got is it's probably the easiest division for them to to win in outside of the NFC South now. Yeah, like the rest Definitely. of the, the rest of the teams there are all in all in similar situations. Yeah. They're except all for the Jags, yeah, except for the Jags who are who are in a nice spot. The other three, the other two teams, the Texans and the Colts, are both in in bad situations as well. They're both going to have rookie quarterbacks, so. Like the Titans, it really depends what they do at quarterback. Is Tannehill the player they're going to stick with? Are they going to try and entice someone else to come there? Um, but I really still think it's a well-coached job. That makes a difference. Uh, it's the same head coach, Mike Vrabel, who's not become a bad head coach all of a sudden. It, no. it is about the talent. Like We've kind of said like, they've got a new GM. Can he get the ground running quickly? And these cuts allow him to make a lot of changes, right? 30, yeah. 38 million, I think uh, you mentioned, Simon, on, yeah. on the cap. Um, my previous thought on the Titans was that they need to bring the offense into to the 21st century. But in a way, I, I, I do like how they've gone a different way because in order to beat Kansas City and the Bengals in this uh, conference, you can't, I don't think you can uh, beat them at their own game. Like the Bengals found out mm. the hard way, the, the Bills found out the hard way, and Tennessee Titans, we saw last year, uh, can we call it last year now, three years ago? I don't know. Are we still in 2022-23 season? Uh, but they played Kansas City close. Like, I get they it. They built do. differently. They're, well, they're built, they're built different, and I, and I don't hate it. Like, I, I don't like, I don't mind that they're zigging instead of zagging. Like, I feel like you need that in the NFL, because like you say, if everyone did the same thing, like, the Chiefs would win all the time. Like, they'd, they'd automatically get the wins, because they're 
the better coach than better better players like. that style of play. Yeah. Where where are they in the draft this year? Like um they're they're not in the top ten are they? You know what, but with yeah, I, I like how they play differently. I don't think they need to move into any other century. But with that style of play, you just need a really good O line. Yeah, it's so a must and a good defense. You need a good O line. You need a better de- like the better defense, and you need to have the ability to change stuff up if it's not working. Like, yeah, you need to have but, but you also need to have a very good play action. Uh, you need efficiency at quarterback, right? Yeah. And Tannehill is that guy for them. But if he's out, Malik Willis is not the guy for them. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, for the draft, eleventh overall. How do you guys feel if they drafted Derek Henry's replacement for the future if they're on a rebuild? What, B. John Robinson? B. John Robinson. I would would think it's a smart move because it gives them a two-power-back offense. But they have other needs. Like Simon mentioned, they have a lot of other needs. If they want to compete now, B. John Robinson probably... They're not not in a position to compete now. They're they're in a position to compete now in their division. They're not in a position to compete now in their conference. But that's what you first got to do is try and win the division, right? And yeah. You've got to believe that their style of play matches can, really can well out. against a lot of teams. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's enough about the Titans. We'll come back to them at a later point. What we what we want to move on to um, is something that we've discussed off the podcast, and we're going to bring it on to here. New head coaching hires. Uh, there's been five new head coaches been hired this season throughout the league. Um, we've ranked them. We've done our own rankings, one to five, to decide where we think each one's going to go. Um, and then we're just going to discuss that and decide who's silly and who's not, essentially. Um, let's start with number... How do you want to do it? Number one down or go five up? Uh, let's go... Um, have, let's go with one. I want to go with one. Top, I, top th- one. I, think, I think we'll be in step with each other <laughs> on this. I hope well, that, I, anyway. I, I think I five know. up because it gives us an easy way to talk about the rubbish hires first. And then it gets ah. to the juicy bit. All right, so I'm going to leave it to you, Simon. Make a judgment call. Uh, I I think we'll do five up. We'll we'll do our worst to, worst to best. Um, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think me and Shannon are on the same page here. Shannon might be slightly different, but I've gone Jonathan Gallon uh, for the Cardinals at five. I I've done exactly the same thing. Jonathan Gallon number five. All right, I've gone uh, Gann at four, but I've gone with Steichen at five. Steichen's my number four, but let me let me go through why Gallon's my number five, right? So you've come into a situation where it's it's not only a you a new head coach uh, at this team, it's a new head coach, it's a new GM, it's a new offensive, new defensive coordinator, which isn't always a bad thing. However, your offensive coordinator um, was the Browns quarterback coach. Your Defense coordinator is the Eagles linebacker coach, and I, that doesn't that doesn't give me confidence in that. But also, there's the Kyler Murray factor. Like you brought in a head coach, and we discussed this before. We you needed someone that could steady the ship a bit, and someone who's going to be able to help Kyler, without use of a better word, grow up and and be a bit more professional. Gallon's not the guy for me. He he is just another Cliff Kingsbury, I want to be your friend style of coach. And I don't feel that's going to be beneficial for Kyler Murray and his growth in the NFL. My issue with the Cardinals as high here is not Jonathan Gannon himself. It's if you're going to get Jonathan Gannon, you need an experienced staff because I see the exact same coaching staff in a way that Cliff Kingsbury's team brought in. 
inexperienced, hardly any veteran NFL experience. And again, who's going to tell Kyler here, who is your franchise quarterback? You've paid him like one, but who's going to help him? It's about helping him get the most out of his undeniable yeah. talent. And you've got uh, essentially a young offensive coordinator, Drew Petson, coming in from the uh, Bengals. I think he was a quarterback's coach. That I would have thought that higher for Gannon. From the Browns. Prior, uh, sorry, from the Browns, yeah. Uh, I thought that position should have been priority number one for them to get a veteran offensive mind or an, at least an experienced offensive coordinator. I agree. Who can yeah. help? Well, and the reason can, for... And even their defensive staff, okay, Gannon might be calling plays, but again, he's got a rookie defensive court. Like, where is the experience on this staff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, because of Gannon himself, that's why I put him up at four. Not his coaching staff hiring. Because, yeah, Drew, Drew Petzing, uh, quarterback's coach for the Cleveland Browns last year. Didn't, didn't do too well there. Um, he's, he's only age 35. Bad situation uh, for him, though, to be honest. Yeah, can't blame him for that, I suppose. Uh, Nick Rallis, 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 uh, 29 years old, makes me feel old right now. Um, he might be <laughs> the next next big thing, but... Again, at, le- at, least, at least they'll be able to play Call of Duty with Kyler Murray. <laughs> at, least, at least they'll have to throw it coming. Maybe. I, I don't mind the DC hiring. It's mainly on offense, uh, because Gannon is a uh, defensive-minded guy. Is Kyler going to be like, okay, I don't respect Drew Petting. Let me let let me just like go above his head. Like I, I'm going to go to the head coach. And we saw the problem with Cliff Kingsbury. I like Kingsbury, but Kyler doesn't respect that type of head coach. He, he, is, he, is he? Sorry. Yeah. Is he going to be thing is above the OC now? Definitely. I think he is. Like, and is he going to be? Okay, I'm on an equal footing with my head coach, which is not. Yeah, and that, and that, that's my problem. And that's why and you needed a guy to come in and, and set him straight, essentially. But Gannon himself is great hire. And the few good coaches they have, they've lost, right? Is it? Did they have Burke as their D-line coach? Um, I think he's gone yeah, to Miami. They'll uh, try, try and, like, pick up, like, the coaches they had. Sean Jefferson, white, their former wide receiver coach, who was well-regarded in the NFL. Who was? The, the head, uh, well, he's the father of Van Jefferson, uh, the receiver of the Rams. They've lost him because of this hire. But I, I don't hate that because I get you need your own guys in. I do, to, but if, where's the experience? Who's, who brings experience but, in that? But you, but you need change. This, it, this isn't an exercise about their coordinators. This is an exercise about the coaches themselves. I'm looking at the whole coaching staff. That's well, the head coach. Because the head coach, is, I'm, not, I'm not just going to give him... If I'm just looking at Gannon, maybe he can move up or down. But, like, I'm looking at what he's bringing overall. And no, I, just I, think I appreciate that. An issue there. That also comes down to the organisation as well as the PM. Not oh, just, yeah, and I, not I think Gannon. this is a, a lot to do with Bidwell um, and yeah. how Arizona approaches things. Yeah, because Bidwell is very hands-on. A lot of people don't like that. And, I can't and their blame facility. Like, we've heard it. Their facility is terrible. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but for me, it's the Bidwell's, like, it's too hands-on. is like a Jerry Jones light, which he so, doesn't. So, moving on then, at four, obviously, Channels also said he's got uh, Gannon. Oh, Gannon. Um, I've got Steichen. I've got Steichen as well. And I and like for me, my reasoning behind this as well is I just feel the other three head coaches give me a little bit more, um, and I'm I'm not as worried about them because two of them have done it before. 
and the other one, he he's well regarded as a guy that could come in and, and be a coach. That's really my only thing. And also, I don't like the ownership of the Colts. The Erzies, uh, isn't it? Um, Ursa, yeah. Jim Ursa, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like that situation for for Steichen. I mean, the the good thing about him is he's an offensive-minded guy. He did help that Eagles offense, and I feel like that's the that's the main thing that needs some help going with this Colts because they've got a lot of nice pieces on offense, but like they've not been able to put anything together the last few years. Yeah, but the reason why it's last for me is the Eric Bieniemy situation. It was Nick Sirianni's sidekick. Do you really want Sirianni's sidekick as your head coach <laughs> in a team where you let True. Frank Wright go? Like yeah, yeah. you let Frank Wright go because he didn't get his own quarterback and make it work. And now you've got uh, Steichen, Ooh. who he needs to do the exact same thing. He needs to draft a quarterback. He, he, I don't think he can, he can make it work with what they have. Let's be honest, no. with where they're drafting, they'll draft a guy. They're getting a quarterback, yeah. It's an experiment. Yeah, I, I reckon they'll end up with either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud at this position. But it was interesting. The reason I've gone him ahead of um, Gannon is, A, uh, offensive mind, if they're going to be neck and neck, edges out for me, but also his staff is more experienced. Currently, this might change. Gus Bradley is a defensive coordinator. Mm. That might change. They were blocking other teams from uh, speaking to him to be their defensive coordinator, and they won't commit on him. So watch that space over the next week. They've just hired Jim Bob Cooter from the Jaguars, who was their pass game coordinator, to be their offensive coordinator, known mainly for his role in Detroit as OC. Pretty yes. good in passing. Yes, in passing that. when their best player is Jonathan Saylor. <laughs> no, but if, they will, if I believe 100% they're going to draft a CJ Stroud, for example. Yes, but they, the issue with Frank Reich, the reason why he lost quite a few games is because he went away from his best player. Mm-hmm. And Jim got Bob Cooter in Detroit, they didn't realise they had a run back on the field. Uh, like yeah, but like Shane Steichen also comes from the same tree. They, they didn't have a run back though. Uh, from Frank Reich, they both come from the Andy Reid tree, so they're not going to change too much what they're doing. Hence, why they also hired Jim Bob Cooter from Jacksonville. Same kind of tree, yeah, or same type of system. They want yes, to keep. but again, you say from Jacksonville, that was Doug Pedersen and Doug Pedersen alone. Yeah, like, but a year Jim before, Bob I think Cooter. he a year before he was consulting with the Eagles. So I mean, and the, the other day a, last year, <laughs> there's a lot of this where it's kind of like, you know their assistants or whatever but I mean at least they've been around at least they've been around the, yeah, the teams and stuff success. they're getting some experience yeah and I I don't hate it let's move on anyway to, to three where we might have some differences Um, I've got Sean Payton oh I I've have got... Sean Payton I've gone to Miko Ryan's here oh no he's, he's number two for me yeah he's two for me as well the, the, the reason why Close though, in my opinion. The, the, well, the reason why for me, like the big reason why, is how much Denver gave up to get Sean Payton. I think that's a big issue for me. Is that they gave up a lot of of resources to re, like to help elevate this roster that at the minute is it's it's okay. Obviously, there's the quarterback situation. You don't know what Russell Wilson you're gonna get. If you get the same Russell Wilson you got last year, then it's not okay. But if he if he goes back to his old Seahawks, Russell Wilson, and yeah, you know, you, you've got a nice quarterback situation. But there's other areas of the roster that need improving. Offensive line, they've got all their offensive linemen that's getting free agents this year. Um, you know, defense, they, they still need to add a few pieces there. 
And I feel like they gave up a lot to get rid of him. And the staffing situation, I know I said not to bring it in, but he hasn't got a defensive coordinator yet. That's a big issue. And also, he's, he's bringing a lot of guys in from the Saints. Yeah, and, but it's still the Sean Payton show. Uh, but did the Broncos want to hide Amika Ryans? I think that's what yeah. the rumours were. They wanted uh, Amika Ryans and they wanted uh, Jim Harborough. But for, for me, like, the Sean Payton thing is, we're talking about defensive coordinator, the, the hot names linked with it are Rex Ryan, Vance Joseph, they seem to be the favourites. Mm. Um, but what I like, I've actually got, um, I'm not going to spoil, but where he is, but what I like about the Broncos' situation of bringing him in, they've done the opposite of the Cardinals, they've brought in a CEO head coach. Yeah. They've brought in a leader of a head coach who commands the room, who gets the instant respect. The reason I've gone D'Amico Ryans in this situation is I think D'Amico Ryans is also a great energy leader type guy. But my issue with him is he doesn't have the belts that Sean Payton has in terms of experience. He doesn't have currently the offensive. I think they've hired Bobby Slowick to be their OC. I would have liked a bit more there. No, I don't hate Bobby Slowick. Let let. You know, Bobby Sloan is a young, is a upcoming guy, but it just there's a lot of you know young youth experience, yeah. and that's why I've just gone for him at three. I, I, I like just, I like D'Amico Ryan's as a young upcomer, but you just don't know what you. Yeah, know. but yeah, but I I get the the reason why I've Ryan's higher is because he's supposed to be the next big guy. Like he brings in a lot of pedigree, even without being the head coach. Yeah, um, Sean Payton. I could see an argument of him being number one here because I think for Denver Broncos, I get bringing Sean Payton in. Like, you're all in now. You're all in with Russell Wilson. Yeah. And now you're like, okay, this is if this doesn't work, we're out of luck. We're, well, well if, yeah, if this doesn't work, we're out, of, we're out of the NFL for the next three years. We're just here for a namesake only. Yeah, so I don't mind it because Sean Payton has done it before. Um, he brings that leadership. And he's going to get Team 3 out of the building. that's that's the big news that's the big news Sean Payton made so much sense for the Broncos he made so much sense for the Cardinals yeah like my any team here any team here my worry for D'Amico Ryans is like his staff is eerily similarly built to when Robert Sala was hired by the Jets Jets. same situation he hired a young inexperienced OC in Lafleur. if it doesn't work out how do you get that OC that's my worry my my thing is, so I, I've got D'Amico Ryan's at two, right? And I, so I'll say it now because, you know, we're we're talking about him. So my my situation with him at two, why I've put him there, is he he's a player's player. Like, he's played the game. He's got a lot of respect on that regard of things. Guys like that. If you've got a guy that, you know, he's been in the trenches and stuff, you, you respect him a lot more. And that's why he's getting a lot of buzz about being this, like, next head coaching hire. I don't hate the idea of getting these up-and-comers when you've got a guy who can command... Like, you talk about commanding the room. D'Amico Ryan will have that ability to command the room. So exactly. That, exactly, because... Has he, got, has he got the guy to develop yeah. A, yeah. a rookie quarterback? Has yeah, he got the but, guy to develop a rookie quarterback? Because the Jets you're, couldn't. But your head coaching job, you have to lead this team. That's why even the Rob Salah, he might be a defensive guy. He might not have the offensive quarterback or the OC, uh, but he's the guy who people will respect and will play for. 
Yeah, it's not. It's not going to help if you're not going to win, though. But you, they couldn't develop at, Zach Wilson. He drafted Zach Wilson. Look at the Jets' situation, though. They've gone up. Like they have improved since Salah has been there tremendously. Like they were in the talks of being in the playoffs, even with a Zach Wilson at quarterback for them. And it's, it's not. Yeah, and it's not due to that offense, and that's my worry. Like, no, but you've but got to develop Bryce Young here. Or yeah, but you've got you've West. got to first of all you've got to at least be interesting and. At, at least Amika Rai can come in and do that for the Texans because... But couldn't Sean Payton do that for them? That's all I'm saying. That's why I'm saying Sean Payton's higher level. So we're going to my number three here. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I just feel like Sean Payton there would also make sense, for sure. But I, I just feel D'Amico Ryan was a great signing by them because there's been so much instability. I don't feel like Sean Payton necessarily gives you that stability because he's sort of a guy that potentially is there and gone if it's not working out. Yeah. And and be- if you're rating Gannon on the ho- uh, whole, like, because Kyle is there and you're looking at the whole yeah. culture of the team, um, because Gannon himself is great. But if you look at Ryan, uh, Mika Ryan's, this whole franchise is in disarray. As long as he's given the time, he's the perfect guy. Like Rob Salen of the Jets. Absolutely. He's the perfect guy there. Absolutely. So who have you got number two, Sham? I've got Sean Payton. Right. I think you already spoiled that at one point. But um, So then we've all got Frank Wright at number one. We've all got Frank Wright at number one. I, I hate it because it's Panthers, yeah. it's a rival team, so I hate admitting this, but Frank Wright was a home run hit for me for the Panthers. Yeah. I, like The guy didn't deserve to be fired from the job in, in, in Indianapolis. I mean, he, he ran out of rope in Indianapolis with the veteran quarterback yeah. he wanted. Let's face but it. He, he's basically, he the he's basically Doug Pedersen, though. Because Doug Pedersen had a great run in Philly. He soured it later on. And Frank Reich has done great everywhere. But his quarterbacks have let him down. He, yeah. For me, he has to take some blame. He decided to get his buddy yeah. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, yeah, for sure. But that was that was on him, and then and then Matt, the Matt Ryan situation. Uh, I don't know. That's all on him. I think that was uh, a little bit, but you know. But that's but that's a reason why I give the edge to Ryan and Sean Payton in terms of leadership because I feel like they they know what they want. Maybe Frank Reich does, but he hasn't done a good job with his decisions. But his on field genius, like Pedersen, that's what I'm comparing it to. This is a home run hit. No, yeah. and I like the hires he's done. I like. Getting in, um, ET, e, I can't even say his name. Thank you. This is Simon that we're with his regularly, uh, week, weekly podcast, uh, malpractice of names. <laughs> and, and then uh, that's their defensive coordinator. And then Thomas Brown is their offensive guy, mm. their offensive coordinator. I like the hires. I love I think, those I think hires. it's great. I think, I think Carolina as well, they're in a, they're in a nice spot. I mean, obviously they've got their quarterback situation that they need to work out. Because at the minute, Sam Darnold being your starter next year is not really an option. If you've you want to do even, anything. You've not even mentioned a couple of their other staff members who I really like. Jim Caldwell. He's rejected so many teams because yeah. he didn't want to just yeah. come around as a senior assistant. His game probably paid a bucket load by David Tepper, one of the richest owners in the NFL. And they've also plucked, who I mentioned earlier from the card, Sean Jefferson, to be their wide receivers coach. They've brought in, you know, the Houston Texans is. Uh, head coaching candidate Josh McCown to quote uh, coach quarterbacks. I, mean, I feel I feel bad for Steve Brooks, though. Like the guy also. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Steve Brooks. He deserved the shot there. He did well at the end of the year. He deserved the shot. But as far as getting a, a head coach coming into the 2023 season, Frank Reich was one of the. Like we, we said it before, Frank Reich's like your number one option here because of 
the pedigree and also the, I the, the money, got, shit, money of the owners. Like, yeah, well, I think he's got the I think he's got the ability to to win a Super Bowl, and I feel like it's potentially depending on what happens with this roster because that defense, it's young and it's good. Yeah, so if you can study the offense and do better on the offense, that that division is wide open. I love the deal. Yeah. Do you Staley hire by him as well? Like bringing him from Detroit. We've seen hard knocks now. We all loved it. Do you think Frank Reich was like, I don't know who do Staley. I've never spoken to him, but I've seen hard knocks. That's all I need to know. <laughs> no, I mean they've spent time together in Philadelphia, haven't they? Like do you stay yeah. Philadelphia legend? Yeah. The only the only knock on Frank Reich is he has to do. What he couldn't do previously, he's in the same situation with the same quarterback conundrum, and the Panthers will need to trade up if they want a top quarterback. Yeah, or or they go out and get a free agent guy. That, Maybe that... Carson Wentz might be available. Well, yeah. I think Derek. I think Derek Carr is. I think Derek Carr is the guy they're going to try and target personally. Like among a plethora of teams that will try and target him. But you could, for me, how I've ranked my top two quarter, um, head coaches in Sean Payton and. Um, Frank Wright being hired. These two are the richest owners, or they're the newest owners in sport, or mm. pro- and probably one of the richer two. They've just gone out and spent so much on their coaching staff because don't forget, no no cap on coaching hires. You just spend as much as you can to get the best guys in. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. If you want to win, this is this is part of the way that you do it. And as I said, I, I'm I'm upset about how good this coaching staff looks for the Panthers. Like the Panthers. Uh, clearly in a prime position to take over the NFC South. Mm. It's just they need to start a quarterback. And if they if they do get car like we talked about, even Garoppolo there makes sense to me. Pretty much any anyone that's not Sam Darnold makes sense to me. Um, but they can get a veteran guy there rather because like you say they're going to struggle to get someone in the draft. They're not going to get one of the top quarterbacks because they'll have to trade up. So then it makes sense to try and get a, go out and get a veteran. Which if if that's the case. And, and then, like you said earlier at the start of the podcast, they're in the worst division in football. They're like in the, the most hey, hey, hey. I mean, there is no quarterback currently in this division. Put um, some respect on no. Andy Dalton's name. No, 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 Shan, and like you mentioned about Steve Wilkes, like, I think we all feel for him because he got that team running really well. Even without McCaffrey, they look better with this style of hard-nosed running. But he's landed himself in a good spot. This is a new San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator. So uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week to talk about more NFL goodness and stuff. Until that time, though, peace. Peace.